Hello and welcome to the online Efiko podcast. My name is Omag Bisher Baru and I am your online Efiko. Today we are going to be talking about something very important, something that relates to the success of organizations and businesses. We are continuing in our series on entrepreneurial business and organizational development and we are focusing on what makes great customer service. What are those things that ensure that you can deliver fantastic service to your customers all the time and create a culture of service excellence in your organization? Stay tuned and when we come back, I will share with you the five governing forces of service delivery. So, what does it take to create a culture of fantastic service in your organization? If you could wave a magic wand of service in your business, what will cause this magic to happen? Well, great service doesn't happen overnight. And in reality, most people don't believe in magic. Nor is there some silver bullet that will create great service in your organization in one fell swoop. However, there is hope and our experience suggests that there are a number of governing forces which when in play can make great service seem like second nature in your organization. Your strategy therefore should be to understand these governing forces and work hard and creatively to ensure that these governing forces are at play in your organization. So what are the governing forces? There are five of them. Number one is a mastery of job skills. Number two is a mastery of communication skills. Thirdly is having a shared vision and teamwork. Number four is having healthy procedures and policies And number five is having a great attitude. So let's start off with a mastery of job skills. What is this about? Well, if your employees are not competent at their jobs, here's the truth. They can never deliver fantastic service. Fantastic service only really happens when your employees, whether they are internal or customer facing employees, are competent at their jobs. As a business leader or a business owner, you can drive this through regular training and retraining, as well as things like competency tests that focus on practical knowledge and skills required to deliver fantastic service. The foundation for all job skills training lies in identifying clearly what we call the competencies the demonstrable knowledge, skills, and behaviors required to excel in all the jobs in your organization, and being brutally honest in assessing yourself and your colleagues against each of these competencies. You see, if you miss this important step, you can never be sure that the training that you are actually offering, that the learning interventions and experiences that you are giving to your employees is really adding value 
to help such employees to meet and exceed the expectations of customers. So, the very first of the governing forces, remember, is a mastery of job skills. And as a leader, you can support this by providing training, learning, and knowledge sharing experiences that truly challenge your colleagues to improve their job skills. Secondly, communication skills. Now, beyond the technical and product skills required to effectively serve customers, all of your colleagues, all of your employees must possess excellent communication skills in terms of the ability to think critically, to listen effectively, to give and receive feedback, to express themselves in writing, and to deliver effective oral presentations on a one-on-one -on -one basis and in small or large groups. You see, effective communication skills ensure that, for example, when customers are complaining, your people can listen with empathy, understand the issues, and respond effectively verbally or in writing. Communication skills are also useful in building rapport and relationships with your customers, as well as in thinking critically to solve some of the challenges and problems that may occur when dealing with your customers. Again, you can bolster the communication skills of your employees by investing in communication skills training, by providing exemplary leadership yourself as an effective communicator, and creating a culture of positive communication across your organization. When organizations do not build the capacity for effective communication, they miss out on the immense opportunities to create real and sustainable connections with their customers and with their prospects. So we've talked about mastery of job skills and mastery of communication skills. The third important ingredient of the governing forces of customer service is having a shared vision and teamwork. You would agree with me that to be effective in responding to the needs of your customers, you and your colleagues must have a shared vision of where the organization is going and have a clear vision and understanding of what great customer service means. Now, effective leaders work with their teams to co-create the organizational vision, to co-create the customer vision, and they work together from time to time to re-examine these visions and ensure that they remain relevant to the needs of the business and the customers at all times. To have a shared vision, you should use processes that get others involved in co-creating that vision with you. It's too easy and most ineffective to just call in your employees and read out a grammatically correct and well-scripted vision statement that you concocted all by yourself or with the help of some external consultants or academia. You see, by getting them to co-create the vision, you help to develop a shared understanding and perspective that ensures that everyone truly buys into the vision. 
Similar to co-creating your vision, you should also engage your employees in team building and team bonding activities to let them build rapport with each other and practice what it takes to really function as a team. You should also check that your recognition, reward, and performance management systems ensure that teamwork actually works and that it is not focused too much on celebrating individual performance and achievements. Many organizational leaders, unfortunately, pay lots of lip service to teamwork um, and end up incentivizing individuals much more than they incentivize teams. Fourthly, the governing force of healthy policies, procedures, and tools. You see, service is about quality, and you cannot deliver quality just by having a great vision of what quality is. You must translate that great vision for your organization into tangible policies that provide guidance to your employees, into tangible procedures that lay out step by step how things should be done, and into tangible tools, the resources to ensure that things are done in accordance with the laid down pol policies and procedures. Disciplined execution ensures that there are, for example, clear approval levels for all issues relating to customers and that customers are served in a consistent way across the organization. People in the restaurant or fast food chain business appreciate the importance of structure. For example, disciplined buying procedures, disciplined stock and inventory management, disciplined facilities maintenance and menus, all of these things make a world of difference to the quality of service that their customers receive. The more consistent these things are, the higher the premium that your customers will be willing to pay. Finally, attitude. Attitude, my dear friend, is the difference maker. Whatever you do as a business owner or a leader, you must hire people with the right attitude. Try your very best to attract and retain people with the right attitude. You know, the right attitude to learn, the attitude for possibility thinking, the attitude for creative problem solving, and of course, the attitude for service delivery. If there is anything, if there is something that your business must absolutely abhor, it is people with the wrong attitude. As a business leader, as a business owner, your antenna should be on red alert for people with the wrong attitude. You must identify them, you must give them the feedback they need, and you must exit them if their negative attitude continues to get in the way. Please, never trade off attitude for skills thinking that you can change a very skilled person's bad attitude. You know, it is more likely that someone with the right attitude will open up to learn new skills than the other way around. 
some people are working in service organizations like yours only because they need a job. They are what we call the classic square pegs in round holes. And you need to make hard career choices, lest one of them will um, continue to undermine. Some of these people will continue to undermine the service delivery and the culture of your organization, which will ultimately hurt your revenues and your sustainability. So, these five governing forces, I hope you remember them. Number one, a mastery of job skills. Number two, a mastery of communication skills. Number three, shared vision and teamwork. And number four, healthy procedures, policies, and disciplined execution. And of course, number five, having a positive attitude. I encourage you to pursue with vigor these five capabilities in your organization and to do everything you can working on these five capabilities, building yourself and becoming an exemplar of these capabilities and ensuring that these capabilities are well rooted in your organization's culture. If you do all of these and much more, you will certainly be establishing and sustaining a culture of service delivery in your organization. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode of the Online Ethical Podcast, where we explored what are those five governing forces that make for effective service delivery that will help you to create a culture of service excellence. Please visit www.onlineethico.com to learn more about a variety of other interesting subjects and areas that will help to bolster productivity and effectiveness in your team or organization. We look forward to having you join us same time next week and we encourage you to go back and listen to some of our old episodes and encourage your family, your friends and your colleagues to do the same. Until Next week, my name is Omagbiche Barrow and I am your online Efiko.